What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Summer Lunch Break. Today, we sit down with the 2021 Rider of the Year, John Dryling. John is well known for his ability to approach a sport in ways that not many others do, placing a focus on how he can progress not only his riding, but helping others do the same. Today, we are diving deep into John's latest projects to hear the inside scoop on how they came to life. From his latest video edit, Wakeboarding in the Florida Springs, to his mini wake series, John has given the sport of wakeboarding so much fun, creative, and story-like content. For a rider that has given so much to the sport, we had to call in pro rider Gunther Oka to help us ask John what he's lost to the sport over the years. Be sure to tune in and find out. Grab some grub and let's shout down. It's John Dryling. You know what I'm really scared about? is if the wakeboarders get too close to shore, they may use some people on the shore as, as bonking items. John Dryling, welcome to Summer Lunch Break. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to keep going. I, I thought you had like a... Oh, I'm just saying hi. Hey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so you finally got the schedules to I work. I know. I know. It, it took us a minute, but I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad you made it work in the uh, office closet thing that you're in. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. All right. We're going to get started. And I have to ask you, I know you're in a different time zone, so I have to ask you because I ask everybody this because it's kind of the theme of the whole podcast is what you had for lunch today. Wow. Well, I didn't eat lunch. Um, what? <laughs> it sounds so bad. Well, no, I mean, I, I do intermittent fasting, so I normally okay. don't eat until like the afternoon. Um, granted, I just got off a plane, so I guess my whole eating schedule is kind of messed up, but okay. I was supposed to eat and then I, I mean, you didn't. but I guess that's on theme because I typically skip eating in the morning and do like, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You should have known that because you were going to be on summer lunch break, probably should have had lunch, but I'll let it slide this time. We'll it's funny. It I knew that question was coming too. And you and didn't prepare I, for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's okay. We'll move to be on. Fair, over it. <laughs> I did have, I guess you could call this lunch. I did yeah, get off the plane it? super early. I got to my hotel and they let me have breakfast before I even checked in. And so I had, I had, eggs and bacon like there we go hours and hours ago but then i haven't eaten yeah we'll count it we'll count it we'll we'll count it that's that's fine okay let's get into kind of talking about your story and you know getting to know you a little bit better i have obviously done lots and lots of research so this question these questions you know are pretty basic but i want to get your backstory so i want to start with how did you get into wakeboarding um, well, I grew up on the lake. I grew up skiing and, uh, my dad loves skiing. Uh, he grew up in Miami and, um, he always wanted to have a ski boat and eventually we got one. And so I learned to ski from like a young age. I don't even remember what age. And I yeah. like would do the, I never competed, but I would do like the course. We had like a slalom course on our lake growing up, which is okay. pretty crazy. Um, and so I grew up like doing that as a kid at super slow speed or just doing half of it and things like that. Um, and I, and I loved it, but at a certain age, I started playing like soccer and baseball and got into mm -hmm. other things. And then we went to a wakeboard contest at OWC. I grew up about 10 minutes from there. And my dad like brought home a wakeboard and, um, I learned how to 
just get up on that like on my dad's wakeboard and we didn't really know what we were doing or anything um i got smoked going on a way bigger board going way too fast but um yeah i don't know it was just like a thing i did on the weekends just like skiing and, yeah. tubing and different things um although i i mostly just wake skated because i didn't okay. like the edge as a kid and oh. we have somehow we ended up with a wake skate and so mm-hmm uh from like 9 to 15 I probably would just wake skate randomly and I like would just edge around I couldn't do a shove or anything um, <laughs> because the crashes just didn't hurt and right. then um yeah as I got older I like went to the cable when I was 15 they had like some under 16 deal and I like I had a lot of fun but I didn't have a way to get there and mm-hmm. my dad worked a lot and then when I turned 16 I just went back and basically got a season pass and was was kind of hooked um on the cable just the progression was so quick and easy and, and yeah. yeah I just started going every day so and then I started riding boat a little bit and in the end I just stuck with cable because of the convenience like I my parents worked a lot yeah. and it's hard to get on the boat mm-hmm. um so yeah I had then I didn't start riding boat again until COVID yeah serious which we're gonna talk about that in a second so we'll we'll get to to you riding boat um who so, you know, you kind of, it was your parents' boat you were going out on. Who, it, was there someone that influenced you pretty heavily, like in your earlier years or when you went yeah. to the cable, you know, that sort of thing? There were two people um, that like got me into wakeboarding, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so one, I played baseball with a kid named Kyle Evans who rode, he was like on the junior pro tour. He was super good. He's my age and stuff. He, I think he rode the pro tour a few years. Um, and then when I went to high school, one of my friends dated Ian Smith, who is uh, the drone Smith on Instagram, who's still in the industry. And he, um, you know, came over to my house on the boat once. I was like, you really should come to the cable because you'll get way more reps in on hitting kickers and stuff. And that was originally the goal of going to the cable. So that was a big influence. And he still is in the industry. We still work together on stuff all the time. He's filmed some of my videos doing drone and he competed in pro for a long time. So he's probably like the biggest influence as far as me getting into the sport. And then of course in the sport, I mean, there's countless riders that have influenced me over the years. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. I feel like a lot of times when I ask people that, it's always like somebody older that they looked up to, but it's cool. You're sorry, you know, you've got this friend that you had that was kind of by your side going through it. That's awesome. So I also want to ask kind of, you know, when you get into something that you're really passionate about early in life, generally it kind of helps teach you some life lessons, get you through some things, you know, challenge you a little bit. What are some of the life lessons that wakeboarding has taught you over the years? Oh man, I feel like it like raised me as I got. I don't even know. I mean, like I, uh, so many things, so many things. I mean, I've traveled the world through wakeboarding. So like, it depends what level you're talking about, but like the whole right. industry, the whole job side of it. Um, I guess I'll take a different approach on this answer. There's obviously the classic things of like crashing and getting up and working right. hard and having goals, but um like with wakeboarding what's been really cool is um I'm really into business and just being able to learn like everything of an entire industry like I know the sales reps I know the the distributors you know I know the manufacturers I know the cable parks and you know all these different shops and each each person at each level and so I think that's been so cool just to like 
see everyone's struggles and what their day-to-day looks like and you know how a business has to think about all those people in the line as well as just traveling the world and like getting to experience all of that type of stuff the different cultures and everything like learning in that way so I mean there's countless things I could choose but I think that's been something super different that like I take with me every day now working in the industry and still being involved you know and I think we'll carry on the rest of my life like it's such a unique opportunity to really get to understand like and get to be friends with each person on the step because of the size of the industry and I think that's a really cool thing that is a unique opportunity you know yeah oh it's so rad I think about like when I started here I had no idea what was going on in the wake industry at all I just knew I liked going on the boat and wakeboarding was fun and I wanted to work at a shop that like sold them so like you said being able to kind of meet people and grow and just like learn all about it is really rad. You mentioned that you travel a lot. Is there any place that you've gone that's like top tier, number one spot, can't wait to go back every time you go, like, where is that? Thailand, Bangkok. But I would say like, it, it it's all about the people, you know? For me, it's yeah. like the people I went to the first time it was like such a good memory, such a good experience, all my best friends. It was like one of our first bigger trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, every time I go back, it's amazing. The food's amazing. And the, the atmosphere, I love Southeast Asia in general, but it's kind of got a special place in my heart because of like the memories I have there. And then all the people there are so nice. Yeah. And so that's definitely um, at the top of my list. And I go every winter, except since COVID, I, I haven't been. Yeah, but. yeah. We'll be back. We're bouncing back from that. Yeah, so. I'm so excited to go this year. And we're bringing, right. I think a lot of us are coming from our, from Florida. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I look forward to seeing all of the content you guys put out while you're there. Has Is there anywhere that you've gone that you're like, not going back, bad experience, no way? Well, I've had bad travel trips, but I <laughs> yeah. think as far as locations go, I just think there's so much every place has to offer, you know? Um I can't think of one off the top of my head. You know, they've all been great and there's all been something to pick up. I mean, there's, there's definitely places that aren't like my favorite, I guess, because of whatever. I mean, but that's more about like the specific spot of the cable park and like where that is, but I don't know. Every country I I love each one. Like there's so much thing, unique things about each culture that I love. Very positive answer. I like it. I, you said, you know, you've had some, you know, not good traveling experiences. I think you had one pretty recently, right? Didn't you like lose a board? And then I saw you like yeah. cut the crap out of your hand or something. That, like, what happened? That was the worst one. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, you have to talk about it now. <laughs> so we went to Langenfeld and then from there, we were going to 313 for their event. Um, we stayed in Langenfeld for like a week and we got a little bit sick, but in the end we ended up okay. Um and we go to check into the airplane and we're so I guess there's a bigger story to this that'll come out soon. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I ended up winning Alliance Ride of the Year. And the whole yeah. idea of this was a trip with all like your best friends just going on a vacation, like a wakeboard right. vacation just to yeah. celebrate and have fun, like and create good memories, you know. And we were filming the whole thing. So the beginning of it, we get to the airport. This is like the kickoff of it. And someone buys like a six pack of beer for six friends. I didn't even buy it. It's crazy. It's like a bucket of beer. I walk up the, it's in a cardboard thing. Like you'd buy at the grocery store, like a normal yeah. six pack and it's kind of wet. And I asked them um, like, Hey, can we have an actual bucket? Which was advertised. 
and they said they didn't have any. So I, I carry it for my friend who got food also. And I take like three steps and then the handle breaks and the bottles just hit fall flat. And the, when they start getting skinny, like they shattered at that point and glass went every, it hit me all over my body. Thankfully I had long sleeves and like long socks on, but it cut my hand and I had to get six stitches and it cut my, my, my uh, shin also. And, but it hit me everywhere. I, I'm, it could have been worse, I guess. And I got really yeah. lucky in that sense. Um, and then we were like 30 minutes from checking in. So everyone else went, it's this whole trip. They all going. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I can even like go to the, like, I have no hey. idea. So I get taken in an ambulance to the hospital, get stitched up, have to find a place to stay, rebook a flight for the next day. Um, and they wouldn't even let me change my flight. Like we tried while I was in the airport. It's crazy. And then we oh, get God. there bags don't show up because they had to pull my bags off the first flight and I assume they just like thought they were still not supposed to be going yeah so my bags don't show up they ended up in London somehow and then yeah and then when I get there I guess whatever sickness I me and uh, one of my other friends kind of had everyone else got from because we stayed together in Langenford for a week so yeah. I get there everyone's sick and no. I, I kind of get sick again. I think my body's just trying to fight everything and recover. And we all get sick for like five days. It's raining and windy every day. We're there for like 10 days. It was crazy. In the end, we had a sick trip and it was a great time. And I, you know, I always think <laughs> that like those crazy hard memories uh, mm -hmm. bring everyone closer just as much as the good memories. So like in the right. end, it's like, we still have a great stories to tell. We still had so much fun. And, you know, now we're all here in London and we're closer because of all that. So absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like one hell of a trip. I will say, I feel like those really bad moments bond you better. And then in the end, when you retell the story, you're like, remember when? And it's almost funny at that point. So dang, yeah, that's, sure. <laughs> that's wild. Well, you mentioned being writer of the year so we're going to talk about that you're just leading this right along you're making it easy on me I need you to just tell me what it was like being you know crowned with that award wow um obviously it's crazy like you can tell by the look on my face um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know like for me growing up it was the most prestigious award you could win like growing up where I grew up in Orlando and in America you know I don't know if yeah, I don't know how the world feels about it, but to me, it was like, that was the ultimate goal, you know? And as a kid, that's like the thing you always like look up to those writers. And I mean, for good reason, like, I mean, right. the list is crazy, you know? And um, it's, it. I mean, I, I basically set out like four years ago, I got mm -hmm. dropped from well, the spot, uh, Joby, like closed down their wakeboarding kind of department. And um, I had no sponsor. And I was kind of sitting at a point where I was like, I've traveled the world a few times. Like I've had great <laughs> memories. Like um, I've been a pro for like four years or so. And I was like, do it like, do I kind of just call it here or whatever? You know, I don't have a sponsor right away. And I kind of was like, if I'm gonna go for it, like I really want to make an impact and like, you know, not just like cruise and be a pro, but like try to, mm -hmm. you know, do something in this in the sport, I guess, and like leave a mark. And so I kind of set out like four years before, like I just want to like kind of the goal is to win a wake award, like any of them, like video right. or the, the rare ride or whatever it is, you know. Um, and that was like a high order, but I was just kind of super motivated. And I mean, I think people saw for three years, I just kind of like killed myself for for something, you know, and like honestly yeah. it was like um, you know, I just always wanted to um do something that like 
the sport would be different because I wakeboarded, you know, and like, um, I had so much influence and inspiration from the guys before me. And so that was kind of like the driving force, you know, is like, just make a difference in the sport. And, um, in the end, um, I didn't really fit any of these like wake awards, you know, I just kind of did my thing. And, um, it, I kind of felt like it was my last chance to go for it. And (laughs) I felt like I was having, like, I was kind of coming off like a decent year and I think I noticed like, oh, there might be an opportunity here. And I dropped everything and like killed myself for that, that Springs edit, which I already had planned in my head, but like it was yeah. some way later, like mm-hmm. next year later. Um, and we just dropped everything, rushed everything, made it happen. And uh, it was the most stressful time. But then like, I'm so stoked on how the video turned out in the end, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, in the, I was like, even if I don't win it, like the fact that I had this award as pressure to push me so hard for the last three years, like, and I'm so proud of like what I had accomplished, you know? And then I thought like, I didn't win it because they ended up, which I don't think they've done before. They told me in person, like at the day they announced it on social, like they told me like and filmed it live, you know? Okay. And so normally they tell you ahead of time. So I was kind of in my head, like, oh, I didn't get it and everything. Yeah, with, yeah. Which again, I had already accepted that. And then like, you know, I, I'm stoked on the videos that I have those forever. Um, mm-hmm. But then winning it, it was crazy. Like I, I, it, it felt different than winning a contest winning a contest you're like stoked and you're like yes this is good for my career but I gotta go win the next one you know but ride of the year is something special it's like you know you only really win it once um which I think is cool you know they try to keep picking you know a new rider that's um Mm -hmm. made a name and I feel like it is based on like more than just the year like it's kind of just the impact you've had as a whole, you know? And um, I think it's so special to win. And it's just like, it's less of like um, being super happy and more of like just being at peace. Like I, it was just such a big goal of mine that like, I feel like a weight is lifted off my chest and I can just breathe again. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I guess that might sound like, like I wasn't even as stoked as much as I was just like, okay, thank you. Like, like I have something that will last forever, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool. Like, I, I don't know. I had this thought that like, you know, I think like happiness is fleeting, but like peace lasts a lot longer, you know? And like oh, yeah. I, my whole career now, I feel like I'm like, I can end satisfied, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I kind of, that's, that's a cool way to put it for sure. I like that you, you made a comment about how you were wanting to make a mark and leave a mark, but not only as just you, but like for the sport. And I think you're really well known for that because you not only are pushing yourself, but you're also, you do so much for other people in the sport and you're such a supportive like person in the industry. And I feel like it's so important because that's what makes people want to work hard for things like you did. And I just think that's, that's pretty rad of you to, to have that mentality. Um, more so focused on everything and not so much just like me, 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 you know, it's pretty rad. And then, you know, you get an award where it's like, you, 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 you are the writer of the year. So that's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, as I said earlier, like wakeboarding has given me so much, like, you know, every uh, experience, every opportunity, it's been insane. And like, there's yeah. still more coming every day and it's just, it's, it's crazy. So like, yeah, the, I mean, I just always want to, you know, I want to like make sure that I'm, I don't, I'm giving as much as I'm taking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, that's a good mentality to have. You mentioned the Springs edit and that's what's next on my list. And I, that I hadn't even told you about that. So you're, it's like you read my notes or something. 
But I want to talk about, you know, you mentioned that that's, you were planning it. It was in the back of your head. And then it was like, okay, now's the time. What, so before you decided like, I'm doing it now, how did that kind of come, how did that come up? Where did that idea stem from? Why did that idea come up? Like, you know what I mean? I want to hear the backstory of it. Well, I've always had so much influence from BMX videos, which is interesting because I never BMX and I don't have any desire. I guess that's what makes it. Just like watching it? No, but that's what makes it like, that's why I'm so influenced by it is because like the, I don't know how many you've seen. There's one called Kaleidoscope by Chris Kyle that is pretty popular. And I watched that and I was just like, like I, I grew up skating and I love skating. And I was like, I, I could never imagine going to a skate park and BMX. But this video had me so interested, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was super cool. And that was something I always like wanted to make a video like that. I guess they're kind of more like storytelling edits and they're more like, oh, but yeah. there's still good tricks in them, you know? Um, and there's a lot, I guess, like a classic Red Bull edit, you know? And I always found those to be something that as someone who's not in BMX, and don't even plan to BMX, I'm entertained by it. And I wanted to also make, I want to continue to make edits that yeah. um, inspire people that don't just wakeboard. Maybe like that video, those BMX videos inspire me to go wakeboard, you know, and I'm hoping mm -hmm. that my wakeboarding video might inspire people to do anything else that they want to do, you know, or maybe pick up a wakeboard and fall in love with that as well. So um, it's kind of like always been a passion of mine to, to make more of those kind of edits, but it's, been put on the back burner because of you know wanting to um also showcase my own writing so I can keep right. support from sponsors you know mm -hmm. um but it's something that you know I am super interested in and, and want to do more of but the springs edit was like it was the first edit I was like at the end you know I kind of had the idea um mm -hmm. and I can get a little bit more into the idea but um and I like found a filmer and I kind of, I edited most, like I had help with a guy named Al, but uh, I did a lot of the editing myself and kind of like, I guess I took lead on the whole project as far as editing and like the storyline and all of that. Okay. Um, and so for me, that was like um, a big project to me as like, not just a writer, but as like just a director and like making something yeah. happen. Cause I always felt like without Red Bull or some support like this, it'd be really hard, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was just really proud of how the edit turned out. Um, but yeah, the idea kind of came from, originally it was supposed to be somewhere else. Um, okay. And then, you know, I always, we had winched in the Springs before and wanted mm -hmm. to do more videos there, but um, I wanted to go to Costa Rica to do an edit or something. Oh. And my passport was going to expire. And because we moved the date for ride of the year, I had to like switch things and oh. I was like trying to brainstorm. Uh, I was like on the phone on the way home from street league finals. And I was like trying to figure out like something to do. And we had already went there and I was like, this would be perfect. And I kind of like yeah. had been to the Springs and I kind of sort of just in my, it just flowed from there in my mind, you know? Yeah, totally. So a little bit of like, I always say constraints breed creativity. And it's a little bit of that. Like I was constrained by my passport and the timeline and everything. And yeah. it forced me in that direction. To do that. Absolutely. That's really rad. How long, like the entire project from start to finish, like how long did it take you? Uh, we only had six weeks. <laughs> I knew, I kind of knew when the ride of the year thing was going down because it goes down like and in, in the new year. So I like, I didn't know the exact day they vote or pick or anything, but I was kind of like, as long as we have it by this day, we're good. And I like put a hard yeah. deadline in on, we film. I might've been 
four or five weeks. I don't even remember. Wow. It was so quick. We filmed in three weeks, edited in like a week, and then like tweaked it maybe for another week, and then it was out. But it was the craziest. Like I was wake up to go to sleep working for five weeks. Yeah. Want to see Al? The filmer, Alessandro, who films a lot of boat stuff with Shoda and different things. I mean, he just like dropped everything for this project and just, he, I mean, he put in so much work. So a huge shout yeah. out to him. Um, and then, you know, there was so many people that helped along the way. Yeah, but. very rad, very rad. Well, you are pretty well known for your creativity and your style and just the way that you do things a little bit differently than everybody else. So I want to talk about the Mini Wake Invitational. Because that, my friend, was a very, very cool thing. And I was so entertained. All the guys at the shop were talking about it. I mean, so fun. And like something that I feel like not a lot of people would be like, let's make the wake smaller and then ride. Like, that'll be, that'll be cool, right? That so has I a kind story. Of, <laughs> yeah, I want to get into that. And I want to know, like, I'm going to make you just beginning to finish. Like, I want to know where did that idea stem from? Why? Like, just give me the story. Okay. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, the cable closed for COVID in 2019. Um, so I guess we got to start with the beginning of mini wake in general, and then we can go into the, um, the cable started closed in 2019 and 2020, I guess. And I was like, okay, like I want a wakeboard. Let me hit up all my friends that I know that might have a boat or something. I didn't live Mm -hmm. on the lake at the time. Um, and I messaged a ton of people like, oh, I don't have a G23. I don't have a Malibu. I don't have, you know, whatever the boat is, you know, it's just like, um, they're like, we only have this regal boat. And I'm like, okay, so like it can pull a wakeboard, right? Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And then they were like, no, like you, you're not going to like the wake. And I'm like, now nah, have fun. Like, let's just go on the water. Like, I just want to be on a wakeboard, you know, um, or even wake skate, anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then no one would want to do it. And so, um, I ended up convincing a friend to just go out, um, and we rode and, and, you know, we would ride on wakeboard boats too. And we just kind of like lower the weight. Like I wasn't really wakeboarding a lot. We just ride yeah. stock. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have it super big or we'd have stock empty or something. And we would just have fun and play around. And it was kind of like, we're just trying to pass the time till the cable opened. And it was so mm-hmm. much fun and we were loving it. And we started like, t- we were only riding our cable boards and we we're doing all these slappy stuff. And, yeah. you know, I started looking at it like I would look at a rail or something like a bigger feature and and I would just take every piece and be like can I go from this to that or can I like go this way on it instead of that way whatever the the thing is you know and just started like throwing out ideas and it was just so fun I was like we need to make a video to promote this because like I I guess I realized like wake surfing is amazing I love wake surfing but you need a expensive boat to wake surf right you don't need anything except like a jet ski to wakeboard you can do it on anything and have so much fun and so I was kind of like um we should promote that like that idea yeah. just popped in my head of like you know we yeah so I was just let's do it originally it was just going to be a boat with no weight in it like a wakewood boat and then it just turned into like well no like let, that doesn't really get the point across I started coming up with ideas and I just went on this mission to like showcase that like you can have fun on it because I was so frustrated about people not wanting to wakeboard on whatever boat yeah, they have. yeah I'm like what the heck um and so yeah and we were like we again we were having like the best time and it just grew and it just you know and then in the end I was like I wanted to make it a big proper edit um because I felt like there were so many ideas in my head to get out and yeah. so it's kind of like as long as the ideas are coming the edit will keep growing and I think like mm-hmm. at first people were like bro that was five minutes of just like the, the first edit you know um but it was so much fun to make and then um a- after that 
I felt like people just love the edit and like kind of got good feedback, but then no one did it. And I was like, yo guys, come try this. And I bring people over to my house and then they come to my house and they love it. And then, yeah. but like they had, it was hard to get them to, to try it still. Um, and so I was like, you know what, let's just make a, like, I just want to film a bunch of riders do it. And so let's just make an event where I just, it, at first it was a media event in my mind and we're just going to invite everyone over and then I was like, but like, let's give it a storyline because you can't just be like, oh, here's a bunch of pros riding a small weight. We could. Right, but yeah. Like, but like a story is always better. So the contest mm-hmm. was in a way, in a way it was like a video project masked by a contest and the storyline was a contest, but we gave everyone 15 minutes to just free ride and film. And we gave a, like Dowdy came in and like helped a little bit because he came in and sponsored it with Wake You and just threw yeah. up money. At first, I was like, the event happened. I texted everyone three days before and said, hey, we have the weekend <laughs> free. We got two boats good. Come over and ride. Uh, we'll pay for your gas. We'll pay for food. We'll, we'll, we'll get a keg and let's just have a good time and like enjoy right. a day on the lake and let's yeah. get clips. And I'll edit a whole th- Well, actually, I didn't edit it. Dave AV edited it and killed it, you know? And, you know, it was perfect. And so in the end, it was just, re- it really was what it looked like. It was just a bunch of friends all getting together and riding and filming and i just thought making an event would would motivate people a little bit yeah oh yeah storyline to share with with spectators um but ultimately i was just like i still i still think it, it has so much room to grow um yeah. and that was just the start of like trying to get other writers behind it and and stuff and they were, they were stoked on it and so we have another one coming this year very exciting yeah I think it's pretty cool like you mentioned you you know to do like the surfing you do need a little bit bigger nicer boat but for wakeboarding you can you can do behind everything I'll have a lot of people here but I'll be like what kind of boat do you have and they tell me and they're like oh it's just this blue water and I'm like that's a boat though like I you don't have to like downplay it it's awesome go ride behind it why does it matter you know so that's cool that even you guys that are doing all the crazy cool shit behind it are like, yeah, let's go make it smaller. Like, why not? So it's pretty cool to see. It was definitely really fun to watch and like to see from, you know, looking on Instagram and stuff like that. It was cool. Cool to see how you guys did it. And you're very good at telling stories with the stuff that you do. Like, I don't know if you know that, but you are. You mean like verbally or in the videos? No, like in your videos, like any edit you've done, the springs, like the mini wake, like it is like there is a beginning, there's the middle, there's like kind of the ending, you know, like it, you're very good at it. And it's pretty impressive to see. It sets you apart from a lot of other people, which is cool. But I do want to ask because I feel like boat riding nowadays, like other people that I've talked to, like in terms of like the competition scene for boat riding, a lot of guys sometimes are like, you know what? There's not as much style as there used to be. People aren't as unique. And then I have people that are like, no, like you got to get it exactly right. Stomp the trick, like go bigger, go better, that sort of thing. So I'd like to know from in your mind, what sets a boat rider apart from the others, like other boat riders? Well, first off, I love this question. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we're going okay. this um, I have a, it's funny because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, first of all, I think that the gener- like the current generation of boat riders are absolutely killing it. I don't have yes. like I'm super stoked the way it's going. As a cable rider for the last 12 years, you know, I looked at boat and kind of, you know, we always have our ideas like, oh, what about that? Like they should try this or that or whatever, you know, yeah. and like it's easier said than done hundred percent. But then like to see them like re- like I don't know focused on not just like um 
doing the trick but the like the unique grabs the creativity right. like trying to link them up a certain way and thinking about spinning both directions because that was a thing that was lacking a lot in boat was yeah. most people always spun clockwise or counterclockwise so i mean as a tech contest side it's insane as a creativity side i think it's going really well in a good direction yeah. um for sure though like um i mean you can you can tell the riders that go out and free ride and have fun with it and get creative and like are doing tricks, not just for the contest, you know, right. or thinking about how they can do a back one differently or how they can do it like a tantrum to blind, super unique or something, you know, I think that's super cool because I think, I, I still think there's a lack of uh, video parts in boat riding. I think that, um, that, you know, I, I would like to see some boat riders like, and you know, there's a bunch of cool videos with the La Familia crew doing crew edits and stuff, but yeah. I'd like to see boat riders like spend time on a part like they used to back when there were movies around. Um, yeah. Just because I think it'd be cool to like showcase like this is boat riding to a friend and like here's a video of just everything that could go into it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the one thing I will say is I, I'm kind of hoping that bow riding goes more in a direction of just, which is kind of my thought as well with the mini wake video was mm -hmm. um, bow riding goes in a direction of not just being wake to wake. I feel like uh, we've kind of boxed ourselves in a little bit by saying a contest are only wake to wake. And so we just think everything's wake to wake, you know, yeah. um, there's a lot of like, you know, re-entries is a, is a super good direction it's going in, you know, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of like other ways to ride like that, you know? Um, and I think people are doing it. Mossy taking the double ups and doing like a 180 into chromo and doing like, like making that look like a pump track a little bit and stuff like that, yeah. you know? Um, but I want to see more of that. And I know that those guys can do a bunch of crazy stuff, like in the flats and linking things up, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Gunther had a really cool edit, you know, with, um, in the meantime, just doing mm -hmm. all trying, trying to do that type of stuff, you know? um and yeah like exploring a little bit you know like i guess exploring different rope lengths like um yeah. maybe take different sets of different lengths and you know different weights of the boat and that was kind of the idea behind the mini wake thing we did a hundred foot rope in it you know um mm -hmm. but like i'm sure they have a lot a lot of ideas themselves as well you know yeah but it's hard i mean i'm sure there's a lot to juggle with contests and everything you know mm -hmm. but yeah that's a good point i like that yeah yeah that, that, i love that okay. stuff well, I just love when boat riders, I love when boat riders do that type of stuff too, because I think kids, people can relate, you know, when you right. do one way stuff, people can relate to doing like learning a back one, one wake and that type of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think Absolutely. that's super. Very rad. Okay. Well, we've talked enough about boat. We're going to talk about cable. Um, I would like to know that you're pretty well known for doing some pretty big gaps. So I kind of want to talk about just like, I want to hear your interpretation of your riding style and what you like to do, what you don't like to do. <laughs> and just like hear about that. I like to wakeboard. Uh, <laughs> I, think I, like, I think I like everything that's involved with wakeboarding. However, uh, air tricks specifically, I never learned when I was younger and they, they really give me like, they make my, I have cable elbow pretty bad often. Um, and they end up making me more sore than they are maybe fun, even though I do yeah. love them. So those are the ones that I don't do those often, although I, I really want to learn more as a, yeah. just for fun, you know? Um, I don't know. I love, I just love progression. I love being in the water, being on a board. Um, so it makes boat so fun is cause I feel like there's so much more to learn there. Right. Um, but on cable, um, at first I think like, I kind of see my, career and phases um and the first four years up until that point when uh joby like i um 
no longer supported me. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just a contest guy and I just did all the events and I, you know, I did decent and I made finals and different things like that. Um, and I was, I would call, would have called myself like a really tech writer. Um, and I just always was trying to do new tech rail hits and like the hardest things I could think of. Um, I guess similar to how a manual would be on a skateboard. It's just like super hard and takes many tries. Um, and then I got to a point where I realized like, um, every kicker hit or tech rail hit, like the next year people are doing like tons of people are doing it. And it's, um, it doesn't kind of stand the test of time. And I went back and I watched old footage of like parks and different people when he goes up and go like goes up a rail or something goes in the in the bus and uh in the u-haul like there's a pool up there and he like hits a rail down and it was insane and it was massive and jd webb jumping the fountain and i was just like that is crazy like that lasts in 10 years you know and like yeah i could do a little tech hit but someone else would probably do the tech hit as well and i want my clips to be something people like in 10 years are stoked on you know Mm -hmm. um and that's what i was stoked on in the end so i just like started going that direction i've always done bigger stuff um, when I was doing contests as well, but then I just started realizing like that, that was, it was fun for me. I thought like I was more motivated because those were the clips that were, I was currently getting hyped on. I was like looking back at those, yeah. those old clips. And so, um, that kind of led me down that path of just doing big gaps and like seeing where I could take it. Mm-hmm. I also figured, you know, like, I don't know how long I can do that for So like, let's just go hard. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it happen now. <laughs> um yeah as hard as I can and that was super fun and I gave a lot and you know in the end like I I'm still gonna do them I love them you know but I guess like I'm pretty like I've done a lot of them and I'm pretty stoked on what I've done with them and um I uh I think you know as features grow and get bigger and different things you know um hopefully I can keep going bigger but at some level um my body's starting to max out and so um (laughs) I guess now I'm still trying to do like more techie hits on the big gaps, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I'm super excited to see the next generation start doing them. But I will say that I kind of, like I said, I view my career in parts and like, I think that the last four years was a chapter uh, like going towards ride of the year, you know? And now I have another four or five years in my mind, you know? And um, I'm excited to share that with you guys as it comes. But we'll keep it up a secret very rad okay cool we won't get into it then we'll keep it we'll keep it low-key I want to ask because we don't have cable parks here so I'm really not super I'm only familiar with like what I see on Instagram what I see on YouTube what I'm like researching online so I want to know like you have your own feature with yeah okay right? so- yeah okay oh my headphones <laughs> I can still hear you can okay you so you Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Okay. So there's, there's a couple companies that make features. Um, Mm -hmm. I think unit park tech is the leader in, um, at least in sales and different things. And, you know, I think they have the the best features. Um, and, um, for years as a kid, I actually, this is a funny story too. I wanted to be a a pro wakeboarder just to meet unit, like to get up because my okay. dream was to work. My dream was to work for them. I was like, oh, I want to okay. design features. I love designing like skate parks and like the skate game. And I love like um physics and stuff. I studied physics for undergrad and I was just okay. like, I would love to use that in action sports and um wake or snow. Um right. and so it kind of I was like if I get good enough then maybe I can like get to know this company that's in Europe yeah. and like kind of like get my foot in the door you know um in the end um 
I sent them rails for years as like uh, I I want like I here's some ideas like I just to get yeah, input, yeah. So, you know? um, and like maybe they could come to life you know and um I mean I don't know I probably sent it to him for five years and then I started like <laughs> podiuming contests I won some contests you know and like like I said I was kind of the tech guy and kind of uh I think I did a lot of first in rail riding of different creative tricks or different different lines or different tech tricks you know mm-hmm. um and then one day I guess I just kept sending them rails and they were like hey we should make you a rail and they basically how it works is they have signature rails designed by pros that um mm-hmm. I guess the way you could put it is like for most of the pros, it's um, someone who changed the sport through features, whether they built features that are super unique, um, like Space Mob does that. And they have all these crazy features. I'm, of course, they've changed the sport in many other ways. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. You know, um, Shredtown did that, you know, um, or whether it's like doing unique tricks or doing unique hacks or gaps or winching, you know, someone who's like pushed the sport in the in the feature side of things. Um, and I guess they, they let them design a rail and it, it's your pro model rail, you know? Um, and so after all the years of sending them rails and, and riding, um, they asked me if I wanted to do a rail. And of course I had lots of ideas. So we did one. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, six months later, actually, they asked me after working on that rail, um, they asked if I wanted to work for them. So now I kind of, well, the, I kind of work for a distribution, I guess it's like, yeah, it's, it's complicated because of the split countries, but mm-hmm. um, so now I sell unit in America and I design a lot of rails and it's the dream. So it's kind of crazy, but yeah. So now I just released my second signature rail um, and I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah. Very exciting. So like from it being in your mind to actually being out on the water, like how, how was, what is that process like designing it? You know, I, I have absolutely no idea. So I'd love to kind of figure it out <laughs> well I imagine it's different for me than other riders um okay. as I said I studied physics for undergrad and then I got my master's in business um all with the idea of like working for unit or in that in that as my first career move I guess right. um and um so for me it's like I had just worked on rails I worked with unit I rode a ton of rails I rode over 50 parks at least by that that point mm-hmm. that I made the rail um and so I think I had a good grasp on what it was going to look like and you know we put it up next to other rails in in a program but I basically drew it in SketchUp um which is like a Google Google app that, that they yeah. have a free version um and you know I think I I think at that point for me and maybe maybe some of the other riders have built a lot of rails you know you kind of know how it's gonna feel but I will say that the first time you hit in the water is like it's it's amazing I mean because the the (laughs) difference between like unit rails is the scale of them is so much bigger there's so much more plastic there's so much more transfers and lines than you would build like a jet ski rail or something so uh, it's a totally different feeling you know you work on it and dream about it for years and then you know if every line works the way you imagine it's like the best feeling and now it's in yeah. like nona in orlando um and i get to ride every day and i, I really is my favorite unit rail right now um right. and so i love getting to ride it i get to learn tons of tricks on it and it's kind of a dream come true for me specifically you know because that's what i always wanted to do yeah so. very cool well you're very you know from everything you've been telling me today, I can tell once you set a goal for yourself, you're pretty good at making it happen. So that's awesome to hear and congratulations on it. That's really cool. I want to talk about another really awesome project that you did. Um, your crash series this year was awesome and so entertaining and 
there were a lot of freaking people wiping out. Like that was, I mean, I've taken some hard falls, but some of those, like they hurt me. So I came up with a little game that we're going to play today and it's called name that crash. So I took the top three and we'll insert them into the video. I don't have them like where I can play them right now, but I'm sure you were like, you know, the three and you can see them in your head, right? Yeah, I don't remember like the can, order, but I think I do. I can probably pull them up the my phone three. too. Yeah, I mean, I think okay, I, know, so I know the top eight for sure. I just top trying eight to for sure. which one came because it was all based on whoever voted, you know. But right, anyway, yeah. I think I got okay. it. Okay, perfect. So I have we had, and if I say their name wrong, like nobody get mad at me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say first, second, and third, the three that were there, and then I want you to how you would name the crash, and you can be as creative as you want. Oh, I came okay. up with some of my own because I thought it was really fun. <laughs> but uh, we'll start with third and then go to first. So third place was Austin Zelinsky. Yeah, remember that how, one? Yeah, that's that's how you say it too. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I let's see. Maybe it'd be good if I pulled it up on my phone. I, I know what it is. I mean, I you can know see what it. it is. If you okay, say that, we'll I don't remember it. their placement, but if you say their name, I know what the crash. You'll is. know which one. Okay, so I need you to name because that was the one for the people watching. Like, we'll put the video in. Um, but that was where he did like the full, like up to basically somersaulted up the ramp. So I need you to give me what you would name that crash and be as creative as you want. It's funny because as, as creative as my videos are, I'm not that creative. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I mean, for that one, I, I would, I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, the first thing I thought of was like the wooden scorpion because I picture a little, I would give him a wooden <laughs> scorpion like carved out trophy, you know, because he scorpioned on wood. But yeah, but okay. that's just like the image okay. I have is like this little scorpion made out of wood. But I don't, that's what that's I got. Perfect. That's perfect. Okay. The wooden scorpion. Very nice. Okay. Second place is Liam Peacock. He basically got folded in half by that or whatever what he hit so i need you to give me what you would name that crash oh man <laughs> i thought of a couple but i don't know i know it's funny i was gonna go with um hang on wow i'm <laughs> like i know what the direction i want to go with it is but i can't think of uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know you gotta give me something whatever you're thinking you gotta just spit okay out. well what i'm thinking <laughs> is he's like tacoing and i'm trying to think of like an animal that you would like they, they could go in the taco as like a description you know but then like i'm trying to think of an animal that fits what happened and all yeah. I can think of is blood because it it blood looks taco. like just just yeah. So I was gonna say bloody taco, which is funny because he's English, so it kind of like fit, you know. So my first thought was bloody taco, but then I was like, I, I was trying to think of an animal, you know. That sounds painful. We'll go with that one. So okay, bloody taco, very nice. Wooden scorpion, bloody taco, and now we are moving on to first place, Jeff Mathis. That's how you say it. Yeah. And Mathis, yeah. Okay. And I, that one, that one, I would just call the banana split because he gets split <laughs> open and he's doing a banana slide, you know. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> that one you already had ready. You knew what that, that one was. That one, I, once you said a nickname, I was like, that one works, I guess. That'll, right, totally. Liam, oh, Liam so funny. We want to talk a little bit about, because of the crash, you know, theories and that sort of thing, social media has a pretty powerful influence on everybody, whether we like to think so or not. And I want to know if you think it does more good or more bad and why you think one way or the other. I'm probably going to have the unpopular opinion. Um, I think good, actually, in general. And I, and I say that because I think there's such a trend of like, oh, social media is so negative, all this stuff, you know. Um, I will say I lost my phone the other day and I was miserable not being on Instagram. <laughs> And, and I don't just mean that the people in my life, I feel bad for my wife. They, they were miserable, you know, it's like, and I tried to be, you know, it's probably, I probably have a problem. I get that. But um, what I'm getting at is like the, I have so many friends that I connect with and like people that I've never met before. They just message me on Instagram. I respond to every message that I get as a DM forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I made really good friendships with people that then I meet overseas, you know? Um, I've had hard conversations with people and, you know, we've, I've talked through things with different friends and different people I've met online, you know, um, with, with things like depression and stuff, you know, and like yeah. just connected over, over things where I feel like it's done a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, you know, in wakeboarding, it, it's, it's like everything it needs to have, it's, um, it needs to have a balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say like for a while, it was like, I was kind of bummed on like the way it impacted the culture of wakeboarding. I think we got away from things like, um, you know, cool videos, unique events right. um, and that type of stuff because it was just the easy way to do Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think, you know, it's really cool to see all the riders progression went through the roof because of Instagram, because people saw what everyone else was doing. Um, and it just, is sped up you know and like I said I've just connected with so many people I mean there's people here that like in in London that I met from Australia that we've just talked on Instagram for like two years and we've just been friends like as wakeboarders yeah. like yo I'm, I love your your content you know um and one of my favorite people is Connie he's like a young wakeboarder and I was just a huge fan of his during COVID of just like mm-hmm. your content is amazing and I met him and he was the sickest person and like that was and we felt like we had been best friends you know um oh. for a while so like I think a lot of really cool stuff happened on Instagram and mm-hmm. I think that, um, that uh, for me, I didn't get a lot of support right away from sponsors. And it was, uh, in a way, the only, like, how I made it work in wakeboarding, you know? And it motivated me to push myself to those levels, you know? And, and it also allowed me to do that because I got most of my sponsors through the value I created on social media. Yeah. That I, I wouldn't be a pro wakeboarder without social media, you know? um and so for me specifically and I think also for other people it really opens the door for like everyone to kind of be themselves and do it their way I think that's really cool um we just got to be careful we don't just like only do social media and get lazy with it you know right Um, because that's you know there's a fine line yeah absolutely very nice okay well I want to talk a little bit too about your sponsors I like to kind of give people the opportunity to like give a shout out here and there. Cause you ride, I don't know if I know all of them. You ride slingshot unit, right? Yeah. You work the for them, um, I guess. Right. Yeah. And then is there any others? Yeah. I have a CBD sponsor called Fresh right. Bros. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. So I just, you know, how long have you been with each sponsor is what I'd like to know. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I, I made a spots me tape in 2019, which was kind of a joke, actually, but I don't think people realize that. Um, and it, um, and I started writing for Slingshot then, um, and that was super, that's been a, an amazing thing, you know, um, and they've just been so supportive throughout the years, and, like, at first, um, yeah, I don't know, like, they they under promise and over delivered every step of the way. So that's been wonderful. That's been wonderful. And I'm so glad I, to be with slingshot and I'm loving yeah. it. Um, and I love the product and we got some new stuff coming and I'm stoked um, for unit. It's uh, was before that it was probably 2018 or 2017. Maybe they offered me the rail. I don't remember exactly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that process took a little bit and then we don't usually advertise it till the first one sells. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I started working for them maybe in 20, like 18, like six months later. Um, and that's, that's been the best, you know, like that was always my dream company. Um, and that's, that's wonderful. Um, and then fresh bros is a CBD sponsor, which I actually started using CBD in 2019 during my sponsoring tape because I was getting really bad tendonitis in my elbows. Mm -hmm. And I just realized how much it did for me mentally when I was like nervous to try a trick or going to a contest. And so, it's been something I've used for years. And then I started writing for Fresh Bros a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the owner's like from wakeboarding. We just connected meeting at the cable and stuff. And um, yeah, he's it's been great. And they're super supportive of wakeboarding and uh, they just love it. So I love all those brands I'm with. And then, you know, I'm really involved with another company uh, called the Ultimate Wakeboard Road Trip where um, we take people on a trip. They fly into Florida. Um, and this is like somewhat of a sponsorship, I guess. Um, but we go on a trip with them and I've, I've never missed it. We've done like 12 or 13, and, oh, you know, we go to cool. every day. We take them on the boat. We go like skydiving and hang gliding and rock climbing wow. and all this type of stuff. And so that's been super awesome as well. And it's just been a great way to like keep connecting with like new riders and, and, you know, sharing the stoke and getting stoked from like those fresh guys that are just loving it, you know, too. So yeah. That those are kind of like my the main brands I've been like partnered up with. Very nice. That's awesome. Well, that's I want to kind of we're getting close to like our hour, which is generally how long most podcasts are. But I do have one final question. You've given so much to wakeboarding, and you you've done so much for the sport and the industry. But I was told by a friend of yours that you've also lost some things to wakeboarding. So. I'm going to get the answer to a very special guest question from Gunther. And so I have a great little video from him here that I'm going to share my screen. All right. What up, Summer Lunch Break? I got a question for old John Dryling here, and that is, how many teeth have you lost to wakeboarding? Let me know. (laughs) All five of these are fake. And I've lost them more than once. Um, I just got them replaced for the third time. So, um, well, like it's my third set, I guess. Uh, yeah. fake, second set of fake teeth. Yeah. Something okay. like this. I don't know. Um, I knocked out one side early in my career. I knocked out another side uh, like a little bit later. Um, and then I had to get them replaced again from just hitting them so many times. <laughs> Your teeth. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I love my fake teeth, but they're they're annoying to deal with sometimes because they're um, like it. As far as um, wakeboarding goes, if I got like implants, then if I hit the teeth again, it would break my, my jaw because they like fuse it together. Oh. So I have to get like 
certain ones that they're they're great but they you know i have there's maintenance there you know (laughs) a lot of dentist work you know (laughs) okay very nice well great answer so in total technically five five teeth yeah five teeth well like five (laughs) i have five fake teeth right now five fake teeth okay so we've we've had to replace five teeth over the course of your wakeboarding career which maybe in time more but i don't know uh, hopefully not <laughs> fingers crossed that that doesn't happen but i mean it's all my front ones so i imagine that like if i knocked them out it would be those ones that i knocked out you know right. and like i said i knocked out two fake ones already earlier in my career you know um i almost had to get a six one though because of the, the damn it yeah it's a long story but i we're good for now so okay we'll leave it we'll leave it at six and hopefully never anymore <laughs> Awesome. Well, that concludes all my questions. Thank you so much for joining us on Summer Lunch Break and sharing your story. Thank you for pushing the sport and being so freaking creative because it just is so entertaining to watch. And I know anybody that watches these is probably watching you. So pretty rad to see. Well, thank you. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, yeah, it was great. Um, So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and cap it off. Thank you so much.